Good morning. My name is Magdiel. Now we're going to have our uh, scripture reading this morning. And our scripture reading comes from Mark 4, 26 through 29 from the NIV version. This says, He also said, This is what the kingdom of God is like. I mean, it's scattered a seed on the ground, night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up. The seeds sprouts and grows, though he doesn't know how. And by himself, the soil produces grain. First the stalk, then the head, then the full kernel in the head. As soon as the grain is ripe, he puts the sickle to, to it, because he harvests has come. Amen. Uh, let's pray this morning for the scripture. Thank you, God, for this uh, day. Thank you, God, for uh, just uh, to be able just to be here to worship you through the uh, music, to just like uh, interacting with other people, just having conversation. And thank you, God, for the scripture that we just so grateful that you can speak into our lives always, not only this day, but uh, for the following weeks to come. And thank you, God, for everything that you're doing in our lives. We just pray for people who are struggling right now, for people who uh, is going to difficult times. You be with them, that you comfort them, that your peace be with them. And we just pray also for Pastor David. He preaches that uh, you put uh, what you have for us in his heart, and he can speak through that, and it can be a blessing for all of us and for him as well. Thank you, God, for this opportunity just to gather and just to worship you again. And you know we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Magdiel, Pastor Magdiel. Uh, before I get started, do you, does anyone know uh, next Sunday, what next Sunday is the beginning of? Advent, yeah. So time is flying. It's uh, Advent, which is... Um, the four Sundays um, before Christmas, and um, where we anticipate and prepare our hearts uh, for Christ's coming, Christ's advent into the world. And uh, so, um, and every week during Advent, every Sunday, we have, uh, we have the traditional advent, advent wreath and the lighting of the four candles, and then we have a Christmas Eve service where we light the final candle. Um, so um, I sent out a link for signups. So if your family or a group of you want to participate in reading the Advent liturgy, um, it'll be in the spot where the call to worship is, and, and then light the candle for the week. Um, that would be great, and um, sign up. I think we still need someone for the first Sunday next week. So that's one, and the second thing is that uh, I think Tuesday we're going to try to decorate some the church uh, with Christmas trees and Christmassy things, um, so if you're up for that, feel free to come, bring some decorations if you want, or we'll, we'll have to like judge them and see if they're like worthy of the sanctuary, like don't just bring anything, um, but yeah. Allison will be in charge. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'll put it that way. Um, and uh, I think that's in the afternoon, right? Th 3 o'clock or 2 o'clock? 3.30? Awesome. 3.30 on Tuesday. Um, 
Tuesday. Um, and, and then also during Advent, um, we are having guest speakers come in, or speakers that are not me. And so next week, actually, our own Allison Robeson will be preaching. Um, and then on the 12th, Denise Lindbergh um, will be bringing the word. And then uh, my friend Shauna Campbell on the 20, was it the 19th or the, the one before Christmas Eve? Uh, and then Magdiel will be the Sunday after Christmas. Um, which also leads me up to an announcement. Um, hopefully in the new year, 2022, uh, I've been approved for a sabbatical. So I've been with Renew since we started it 10 years ago. And uh, it's a long overdue sabbatical. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not leaving. I'm not angry or anything like that. Uh, it's not like an emergency sabbatical, but it's a time um, for me to reconnect uh, with my spiritual rhythms, um, do some things I've been wanting to do, and uh, rest, yeah. <laughs> and then also, like, uh, to ask God, like, for a new vision, a renewed vision um, to kind of power us. So I'll be back before Easter, and um, the whole purpose of it is to disconnect away from... Uh, renew um the temptation will be like hey guys like <laughs> to email or whatever so i'll try to like hold back from that um and uh pastor magdiel and the leadership team will be stepping up in a lot of ways to hold the fort down um but i'm confident that um we have good people and that god is in charge and we'll be continuing to have us flourish in this time so I'm excited about that. Hopefully you're excited for me, um, as it should be. Um, yay. Yay. And so, <laughs> wait a second, that was way too enthusiastic. <laughs> yay, he's gone. Uh, <laughs> I'm just joking. Um, but yeah, we continue in our uh, Jesus Moves uh, series. Um, and we're here in Mark 4, the parable of the growing seed, the parable of the growing seed. And uh, Jesus told parables. And here in Mark 4, he tells one of the, uh, his foundational set of parables. Um, and, um, but why does Jesus tell parables? Um, he could just give his disciples and his followers straightforward instructions. Right? He could just simply tell people what to do, um, and he often did tell people what to do. Um, but a parable is unique in that it's a story. Um, and the advantage of stories is that they're engaging. <laughs> they have relatable characters and circumstances. And uh, three, have a change dynamic involved. So there's some sort of movement, um, some sort of transformation that happens with the characters, with the situation, the circumstances within the parable. And also stories relay a culture um, and an ethos, the kingdom of heaven is like. Um, stories also involve metaphors um, 
which provide a mul multiplicity of connection points for people to enter into the metaphor, or enter into the story. Um, and stories are used to teach and instruct people in ways that are non-threatening, right? So maybe um, more than just kind of a direct instruction, there's an invitation um, as a teller is not addressing you directly, um, which can often create defensiveness, right? But the hearer um, are invite, is invited to step into um, the parable, into the story, um, and ask the questions, who am I in this extended metaphor? Who am I? What, what part do I play in this story? How do I relate to the characters or the circumstances in this parable? And then finally, how am I being challenged to change or see things in a new way uh, with a new perspective? Um, and in Mark 4, we get a series of parables that are related to essentially gardening, right? Um, and this gardening, these parables, there's this sense of rhythm, right? A peaceful rhythm to the section of parables, an organic and almost cyclical kind of pace um, where it's not about human time, our time, uh, but, but what's re being relayed is the cadence of the kingdom. Um, whereas our rhythms can often be dominated by ambition, busyness, impatience, survival, <laughs> Uh, a sense of urgency, kind of neurotic urgency. Um, but in these parables, we have God's rhythm. Um, and as Jesus is relaying what it's like, what God's kingdom is like, what God's creation and purpose in the world is about. Um, and we get this kind of, um, how can I say it? It's very Genesis-esque, right? Creation-esque, where we have a, a rhythm in Genesis and the creation of the world out of dirt, out of mud, the ground. He blew his breath of life uh, with a word. He brought about creation. He brought animation, a dynamism um, into the world. Um, we are introduced to the rhythm of God. Are you with me, church? Um, so the very first parable, um, there's a longer parable, and then there's a series of smaller parables. Um, but one way to look at the larger parable, the sower and the seed, is that it's kind of the umbrella uh, from which we interpret the other parables. Um, but Jesus tells a parable about a sower who goes out and just spreads seeds. And, um, and the dynamic here is, he, it's indiscriminate how he's he spreads the seeds, right? He just sows seeds, sows seeds. He or she sows the seeds all around. Some fall on a path, and the birds come and pick the, those seeds up. Others fall on rocky soil, and so their roots are shallow. The, the burning sun shines, and they wither away. Other, other seeds fall on, among thorn bushes, and as they grow up, as they sprout, um, the thorns choke, choke out the plants. And then finally, another group of seeds falls upon good soil, and those spring up um, and are healthy and grow really well. 
And then Jesus in verse 9 of chapter 4 ends up saying, whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. Right? And then the disciples, interestingly enough, come. Uh, there's a word about um, uh, Jesus. Uh, from there, Jesus uh, began to tell them, uh, tell a lot of things to his followers in parables. And some understood, some didn't understand. The disciples come to him, his immediately surrounding disciples, and they're like, what does this mean? Explain it to us. And Jesus says a very interesting thing. He says, to you has been given the secret of the kingdom. For those outside, they won't understand, but you, um, I'll give you the meaning. But, I mean, when he explains the actual parable, it's not like it's rocket science. It's not like, oh, no, people can't get it, right? It's this secret, you know, society, like, you, are, you elite understand, right? Um, I don't think it's anything like that, but... I think based on the sower and the seed parable, it's about how our heart as we hear the word, right? The, the, the true disciple is humble and soft-hearted and receptive and listens and is able to hear. He, or uh, whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. And the disciples are able to get um, the answer to the parable, the answer to the parable, by asking questions, right? They ask, "What does this mean?" So it's the person who takes that extra step, pushes in, and says, "I want to understand what this means." Instead of just simply walking away, right? Is given the secret of the kingdom. That's my read, at least. Um, so there's the importance of hearing how we receive the word of God. The gospel. That's the important thing. And it's the disciple, the true disciple of Jesus is one who hears and receives with a humble spirit. That's the good soil. Um, so if the kingdom is the present reality of God's reign among us, uh, then the secret lies in how we hear, how we receive this reality. Are we watching for God's spirit at work around us? Are we listening to the whispers of the spirit in our heart? And the spirit, how the spirit is pointing us towards the ever-present realities of God's dynamic kingdom moving and working at all times around us. Are we discerning? Are we open? Do we have our palms up? Are we receiving? Or are we made deaf with the white noise of distraction? Are we blinded by our own striving, seeking to work our way to grace and labor our way to heaven? Um, so following this uh, overarching umbrella parable of the sower and the seed, we have two smaller parables, and they're about dynamic growth, right? Again, gardening, seeds, energy, growth, and fruit. In our passage, the growing seed is followed by the parable of the mustard seed, which is pretty straightforward. Um, the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which is really, really small. Um, and then it grows up to be really, really a big shrub, right? A big bush that 
becomes a haven, a safe space for birds and other creatures uh, to hide within. And so this aspect of the kingdom of God, heaven, has this exponential growth factor, right? You, you don't expect a small seed to create, to become such a large uh, thing, right? So the kingdom of heaven must be about things that maybe the world doesn't recognize, insignificant, small, right, to begin with. But then all of a sudden, boom, right? It's just exponential. And you can, you can see that even in Jesus' own life, death, resurrection, and the church that emerges through the book of Acts, right? Like Jesus died. By most accounts, the world would see that as victory, like that's over. The Christians are done. Jesus is done, right? But from that smallness, it's not like Jesus was like, boom, like had, like this was a big king or an emperor. Uh, but from that, the movement, the way Christianity, the church emerged and grew exponentially. Um, so that's the mustard seed following. In our passage, the growing seed we have the same aspect of a sower sowing seeds, right? Planting seed. Um, and, no, you know, I imagine the sower, the gardener, you can, you know, you can plow the soil, you can weed it, you can water it, you can fertilize it. But in the end, right, no matter what the planter does, the sower does, no matter what happens, it's gonna grow, right? If it's good soil, if we're taking the sower, the parable of the sower's seed, if they're planting in good soil, um, like you can do work in the beginning, but actually the dynamic of germination and the dynamic of sprouting and life and energy and DNA coming from the seed, right, into this, these plants growing, we don't understand it. Uh, we don't control that aspect of growth. We don't control the exponential miraculous growth of life, right? Like a, as a woman can carry a child to term, right, and give birth, right, that's a big, we literally call it labor, like that's a lot of work, but ultimately it's just happening, right? Like we don't consciously say, now attach hand to arm. Right now, do this, do this. We don't control that. The miracle of life is that. It's a miracle. And that's, that's what I see. Like, yes, the kingdom of heaven is like, yes, we do our small, small part of planting. Whatever that means. We, we're spreading the, the gospel. We're, um, we're witnessing to um, the good news. We're um, loving our neighbor, we're loving people around us, whatever it means to sow, yes, we do that. We have a part to play, but ultimately, whether we sleep or get up, those, if it's, those seeds, if they're in good soil, are going to grow, right? Miracle, it, ultimately, it, it's about miracles happen in the kingdom of heaven, miracles that we don't actually empower, but God and the Holy, through the Holy Spirit, empowers transformative, exponential growth in the kingdom. And that's something to get really excited about. And that's freeing. Amen? 
What did the sower do? Nothing. Who gets credit? God gets the glory. What is unique about this passage? Uh, what's unique is the amount of energy to fruit ratio, right? You didn't do it anyways, right? How much is energy is put into the harvest? It sounds like a little of nothing at all. There's a scattering and then there's the reaping. And whether the person sleeps or wakes or works, uh, seems like it doesn't really matter. So there's a bad news and good news element to this parable, to the kingdom of heaven. The bad news is God doesn't need you to do what God is going to do. Amen? And this really is hitting me now as I'm thinking about going on sabbatical. Like, you know, my, in my brain it's like, oh my gosh, what are all the details? Like, what are all the things? Like, is this, is this gonna, detail going to drop? Is this detail going to drop? How is this going to happen? Who's going to preach? Blah, 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 blah. Right? But in God's eyes, it's like, I don't need you, Dave. This is my church. This is not your church. I can grow it. In fact, it's probably going to grow while you're gone. Oh, my ego is like, ah. <laughs> but that's the truth. Otherwise, why we're here? Why are we here? It's not like I'm that much of a charismatic, powerful person that we should all follow me. <laughs> uh, uh, nervous laughter. <laughs> uh, God doesn't need you. To do what God is going to do. That's the bad news. Uh, but the good news is this. You don't have to strive and stress and kill yourself to experience the good news of the kingdom of God. Just receive it. Just receive it. And so, I mean, the natural kind of thing to go to as we think about this, this miracle of growth is how does a church grow? Or how, do, how, do, how does my own faith grow and bear fruit? Or how does the people I'm witnessing to or my children that I'm raising, how, how does that grow? You know, like... Like, I, I think about my kids, right? There's no guarantee that they're going to turn out the way that Janice and I envisioned them to be, right? Anything can happen, right? Tragedy, accidents, bad influences, right? Bad choices. No matter how protective I am, no matter how much I discipline them or teach them about the Bible, things can happen. We've seen that. There's no guarantee and in many sense, it is like, that's what I, how I step into this parable. It's like, whether I sleep or wake, right? Ultimately, it's a miracle how this plant grows, right? And I'm thankful, and I receive that. And if it doesn't go the way I mapped it out or planned it, still God's grace is there. Still, there's an opportunity for redemption. Still, you know, we can receive what spirit is doing with our children as parents um, I was going to make an Isaiah joke but he's not here as well. <laughs> he definitely didn't turn out the way no, I'm just 
Ah, oh, just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> um, but another way to think about it is renew. Us as a body, as a church, how do you grow a church? You know, what does growth, what does fruit mean? We, I think it's about being sensitive to the spirit and sensitive to that, that force of life that God is moving in this church, in a church, right? How do we discern? How are we led by the Spirit? And I think the art is listening. Like something I think our generation, our culture is very not good at is just listening, right? Wait. Listen, receive, discern, watch, believe, hold fast, and don't sell out to the roar of the crowd or the large wrapped box with the presents, right? You know, in the white elephant gift exchanges, don't be fooled by the large box. There's always something like a penny in there, like the good things are in the small presents, right? But we're drawn to that. We're drawn. And it's a balance, right? Because there is, you know, as a church leader, as a pastor, there is the sowing. There is the, there is the uh, pulling the weeds. There is the uh, plowing and making this, preparing the soil. That's a lot of work, right? It's a lot of sweat. And so the tension is like, how much is what I do strategizing or visioning or listening to best practices or like the trending next best things like I need to put prepare I need you know like Russell Wilson says uh, separation is in the preparation right like prepare but then at the same time God does gives life God empowers and so as a church we gather our hearts together and wait for the power of God to move and then we catch that wave right we just watch it happen and give praise when it is and we we point people to it like I, this is going on God is doing this Holy Spirit is moving come on let's come and see let's go let's go let's jump on that wave that's what we're doing and then to acknowledge the Holy Spirit Right? The fuego, as the sect brothers and I like to talk about. Fuego, the fire. There's a power at work. God's kingdom is moving. God's kingdom is advancing. The tides are moving. The wind is blowing. Stop striving over here and being OCD over there. Create spaces where you can receive the spirit. Live life learn, leaning into the delivering hand of God. It's, it's no accident, I think, that immediately following these parables about organic and exponential growth of the kingdom of heaven, what is the passage? It's Jesus calms the storm, right? In the storms of life, our tendency is 
to freak out and like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Ah, 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 Jesus, wake up, wake up, wake up, Jesus. Ah, 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 we're going to die. What do we have to do? And Jesus is like, chill. He's like, Aaron Rodgers, R-E-L-A-X. Relax. <laughs> I guess Aaron Rodgers is a bad example. <laughs> I cancel Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> um, but uh, Jesus is Lord of the storm, right? And the wind and the rain. And says, be still with a word. They're still. And so that's the promise. That's the promise. It's like lean into that. And we will experience crazy growth. Exponential growth. Just as that... Uh, another image I have is volunteer plants, right? <laughs> like when you're gardening, like my garden at home, all of a sudden, I didn't plant this stuff, but some random plants that started sprouting up. It was like, where did that come from? Right? We cut down, uh, well, the, the housing project next to us, that, the new housing, they cut down all the trees, right? So we have no, we used to have a forest. Now there's no trees the last couple of years. And grass has been growing in my yard. I was like, where does grass come from? And I was talking to my next door neighbor. And she recalled like the, the tenants before us, the people who lived in our house before us, were constantly trying to grow grass. So they're spreading seed, spreading seed, spreading seed. But the shade, it wouldn't grow in the shade of the trees. And so as soon as we cut down the trees, it's like all this grass is going I'm like, okay, I guess I'm going to have a lawn. Um, <laughs> when it was just bark before. Right? So plants, seeds that were like planted, that is another thing we can preach. <laughs> That's another sermon, right? Seeds that were planted long, long time ago can come up when you least expect it. Don't be discouraged. Just step into that and be like, Yay, God. So I'm going to do some uh, a response time um, by uh, doing, we're going to do some Lectio Divina, which is a divine reading. And essentially, um, I'm going to read the passage in three different stages. Um, and and we, you just have to be there and listen. And each time that you listen, um, you're going to add something on each stage. So just listen to me read the passage the first time. And if there's a word or phrase that catches your heart, write that down or make a note of that. Um, and then the second phase is I'll read it again. And it, as you're kind of meditating on that word or phrase, um, how does it resonate with you? What is what is calling to your heart about that word or phrase? What does that, what is it saying to you? Like, what does it mean? Not in, like, necessarily a literal way, but, like, you know, it's a parable. So we're stepping into that parable, and something is calling us. And the third time I re uh, read that, we want um, that word or phrase, as you reflect on it in the passage, how is God calling you to respond Basically, what is God saying for you um, through this passage? Are you with me? So I'll read it the first time. Be listening for a word or phrase. Mm -hmm. 
he also said, this is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scatters seed on the ground. Night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. All by itself, the soil produces grain, first the stalk, then the head, then the full kernel in the head. As soon as the grain is ripe, he puts the sickle to it, because the harvest has come. So we have the word or phrase, and as I read it a second time, you're holding that in your heart, and listen, may the, the eyes and ears of your heart listen to the reading of the word. Again, he said, what shall we say the kingdom of heaven is like, or what parable shall we use to describe it? It is like a must, or no, that's the wrong one. He also said, this is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scattered seed on the ground. Night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. All by itself, the soil produces grain. First the stalk, then the head, then the full kernel in the head. As soon as the grain is ripe, he puts the sickle to it because the harvest has come. And as I read this for the third and final time, and you have uh, the word or phrase from the passage um, kind of mulling around, what could God be saying to you? What, what application or what, what change or what, what is God inviting you? What is Jesus inviting you to? He also said, this is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scatters seed on the ground. Night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. All by itself, the soil produces grain. First the stalk, then the head, then the full kernel in the head. As soon as the grain is ripe, he puts the sickle to it because the harvest has come.
We're going to open the space up if anyone wants to share what God is impressing on your heart. You can. It's completely voluntary. And uh, if we just stand here awkwardly in silence, that's fine. That's okay. We're, we're okay with that. And then we'll move on. <laughs> 